Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Zoopcast, episode fourteen. I think it's I think it's fifteen. Oh no, you're definitely right. I think it is I think 15. it's fifteen. Look at this, we're already losing track. That's crazy, dude. It's been such a training week. I'm so tired. <laughs> I can't remember anything. It's okay. I think we'll be forgiven for that one. I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was a great. That was our best intro yet. We're all over the place yeah, already. Yeah, jeez, man. Episode <laughs> fifteen, right? 15? Yeah, I okay. yeah, well, I, I could double check if you really want. No, but... no, no, it's okay. We have to start. Episode 15. Um Josh is not here today. He is busy, so it is just Louie and I. Um and let's just before we get started, this is a Sens podcast and this is 67's podcast, but we feel like it is important to address the Blackhawks thing that's been mm-hmm. going around. That we're we're recording this on Wednesday. And earlier, earlier today, kind of like, you know, the, the, the press conference was held um, by the Blackhawks. Bowman is now gone. Um, and, you know, the, the reckoning has kind of started here. Um, we're not going to take too much time with this, but we think it's important to kind of address how screwed up this is. And yeah. I, I think that one thing that I would like to, you know, kind of, put a spotlight on is the incredible work of Katie Strang and Rick Westhead who have been unbelievable journalists throughout this whole thing. They have kept this story very much going when a lot of others did not. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think their work deserves to be recognized and they deserve to be recognized. So we just wanted to kind of shout them out. Um, But I mean, definitely wouldn't have had like, the ripples that it would have if if they didn't push through through all of that when nobody else wanted to you know dive into it it's like props to them man yeah absolutely and 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 this thing is is far from over let's be very clear like Um, already today there's going to be the 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 thing on sports center yeah that we were we're recording before that but john Mm -hmm. doe is appearing on sports center i think it's at six o'clock it's like five right now um so we just missed that but uh but yeah this is this thing is not over um and yeah, we 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 just felt like it was important to at least bring that up. We're not going to take too much time on it, but yeah, exactly. Honestly, su- like not ne- not necessary, but super courageous on his part to yes, you know, absolutely come out absolutely. and talk about this on SportsCenter. It's just it, it the whole situation is just sickening and just absolutely yeah. disgusting behavior. And hopefully, we see some action taken with Kevin Shovel Day off and, and Quenville. John Quenville because yeah. I mean Quenville's coaching tonight, which. It's not a it's, good look. No, that's horrible. It's it's just frustrating to see things like this be swept under the rug and ignored when yeah. you have like the NHL. The NHL gave out what like a two million dollar fine to the Blackhawks, which when is gave, really nothing. Like, it's that's nothing. Not, yeah. Like, and then you look at what they did with the Kovalchuk situation when the cap was circumvented. Oh, three million to New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. Or it's when like... when the Coyotes did had illegal draft testing. Oh, you lose. Or they might have gotten fined too, but they lost like a first and two seconds, yeah, and it's which just is huge. This is so much worse. 
Like yeah, this it's, is just it's awful. it's really kind of showing what the values of the league are, which is really unfortunate to see. Things um, need to change. It, things need awful. to change. We will we will see how this whole thing shakes out. Um, but once again, uh, shout out to Strang and Westhead. They were fantastic, and they continue to be fantastic at their job. Um, I know that they'll. I'm sure they'll keep pursuing this until it is all the way over, which might not be for a little while. But uh, but anyway, we we felt like it was important to at least shed some light on that situation, um, and we will continue to monitor it, and hopefully we will see some positive change in that domain. But we will move on. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully this will you know help more people who've been in, in similar situations you know come out and you know, absolutely talk yeah. about it. It's this, that's, this that's needs to be addressed thing. more hockey culture mm-hmm. and just anything else in the world. It's, it, it's nice that we're finally starting to see some of this breakthrough. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, definitely some big, some big news there and some important news, uh, as well, but we will move on. Um, the Sens. Oh, the Sens. They, they, they're going and they made a trade. They made a trade. Everyone's excited. They have been so screwed. Everyone's with injuries. excited. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a trade, right? I was excited when I heard there was a trade and then I saw the trade. I'm not going to lie. I didn't see it for like two and a half hours. Well, I had my well, phone with the entire time. You're just a fake fan then, I guess. That's, that's I all guess. I see. But uh, Dylan Gambrell, who is a player, he's, uh, he was acquired by Ottawa for, I believe it was like a seventh, a seventh round pick. Um, the Sens have so many injuries. They needed, I don't think Dylan Gambrell is the answer, but it's a start because they really need help, especially down the middle. He's a center. Um, you know, is this, a, you know, going to change the game? Probably not. It's Dylan Gambrell. He's Definitely third, not. <laughs> he's a fourth liner, third liner at best. I, I was taking a peek at his stats in the last two years with San Jose. They're not very flattering. <laughs> He's got, you know, a course E4 percentage of, you know, 45 and 39 over the last two years, which is really not great. Um, Louie, I know you had some of your own personal stats on him. Uh, maybe you could tell, uh, you know, tell us a bit about, a bit more about Dylan Gambrell in, the, in his role with the Sharks. Yeah, um, he's just not going to move the needle, really. Like, and it's, it, that's apparent with, what I guess the org's been displaying on their end. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was DJ Smith who talked about how, I can't remember the exact quote, but basically with what what he said and how they're deploying him at practice today, he's basically just stepping in for Logan Shaw. He's yeah. just there because we have injuries and to play 4C instead of Logan Shaw, who very clearly, he he had a whole plan in Belleville. Like his wife and child yeah. are there. He's supposed to be like part of the captaincy group. I mean, he gets to play in the NHL. Like, yeah, but I mean, and you hear Dorian like talked about, or I think maybe it was Smith who was like Logan Shaw has been playing good hockey. Yeah, like that's not first of all, it's not entirely true. He has hasn't been great. He's Logan Shaw, like he can only do so much. But I mean, yeah, like like it was funny. Logan Shaw got interviewed. And he's like, yeah, like we have a place in Belleville. Like I'm living with my wife and kid in like a hotel in Ottawa. That can't be very, you know, convenient. Um, no, I like I know I, it sounds bad to say this, but like for his sake, I kind of I I do hope he gets sent down like at some point. Like yeah, well, I mean yeah. he's not doing too horribly right now. He does have like a fifty-four point three percent expected goal share, but he's I mean yeah, but he's played just so like, such a small amount. The sample's exactly. too small. It's just not even worth it. Like it's no, it, you know you have this guy in Gambrell. He's it. It should be mentioned. He's 
decently young. What is he, like 24? Yeah, like, 24 or 25, one of the two. You can make the argument that he hasn't, you know, reached his full potential or whatever, but it just yeah. doesn't doesn't really look like there's a ton there. Might as well take a gamble on it. Like, if, it, if it's between a him and Logan... on it? Okay, Lewis, let's calm it down <laughs> there. Um, no, no, don't say that. You might as well, you know roll with him like if it's him or logan shaw i might as well take you know give him a shot right like you see what yeah. you have there see what you can do i'm sure he'll play on this road trip coming up um they play again friday but i mean we'll mm -hmm. see like That's i don't a long think the time between games Jeez. i know it's a weird start to the year for them the schedule i don't think they're done adding players there's just no way that pierre dorian can get dylan gambrell and say his work is done like i just with all the injuries there's just simply no way that that's going to be enough yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see, like, <laughs> Josh isn't here, but we, no. like, in spirit, we have to bring up Dylan Strom for his sake, because that seems like it would be a worthwhile option. Chicago, I mean, besides what we talked about at the beginning of the show, on ice is a mess. They are just so bad. Um, but they are playing the Leafs tonight, so maybe they'll probably get a win. But they, yeah. I mean... Dylan Strom, like, they got to – eventually they're going to make some, some on-ice changes, right, with that team. Like, surely they're going to be listening for offers. Like, do you think it's it's actually realistic that the Sens, you know, Dylan Strom could come for a reasonable price? I, I don't even know anymore. It's just clearly the Sens from uh, – according to all outlets are still listening and exploring options, but – Yeah. I, we, we don't know what – what the price is for Dylan Strom. Like you'd think it'd be like, I don't know, just average, but then you have the Blackhawks just completely scratching him and not really giving him any chance to even play. And exactly. It's like if, if he can't play on that team. His value like, is so low. Like, yeah. like if you're going to go for him, you might as like do it now before he even gets in a game. Like, like I'm sure that it's like, well, that's even if they're dollars. interested in him, which who yeah. knows? I mean, but here's the thing. Like you say, like the Sens have been like, like, listening and interested they've been listening and interested for like Forever. four consecutive years so that yeah. doesn't really mean anything like they, they'll you know it doesn't mean that it's imminent or that it's close or that it's far like it's literally just pierre dorian is doing his job kind of that's kind of all that means um yeah. but i don't know i mean we'll see they need they need uh, i mean i was gonna say like they need some help at forward they scored five goals the other day they lost seven five I mean, Washington. before then he had they hadn't scored more than three exactly so maybe i don't know maybe as that, unfortunate that's timing not, for the outpour of goals yeah, for and against but forsberg yeah. didn't uh, didn't give up a couple stinkers in the first <laughs> yeah if josh brown and nikita zaitsev didn't oh, exist maybe brutal. let's take, let's talk about that for a sec <laughs> this josh brown experiment well okay i saw i saw a very interesting tweet today from sends charts you know that account? Yeah, and Josh charts. replied to it earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Josh, Josh, uh, Josh replied to it earlier. I'm just gonna pull it up here. So, in five v five expected goals for percentage, Josh Brown has been positive in four of the six games for that stat. Holden and Zaitsev, as a pair, were positive in three of them. So, you know. I test wise, this is a weird, this is one of those weird situations where the eye test and the stats don't seem to be matching, right? Is that well, the one thing that I feel does match there is that Nick Holden is <laughs> holding the bottom is this, four, is the stabilizer, bottom right? two pairs together, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you look at, like, look at Josh Brown play. He is, like, visually, there's, like, he's bad. There's no other way to put it. Like, he's given the puck away a bunch. He doesn't really know how to make a clean breakout. Like, 
Zaitsev, have same thing, but we've seen this for years. Mete can only do so much with him on that pair. I haven't really thought he hasn't been great either, Mete. But I yeah, mean, but he's I don't... also never played with anyone not named exactly. Josh Brown or Nikita yeah, Zaitsev. Or, or Zaitsev. And exactly. I mean that even like influenced Shabbat poorly last year. Like we saw, yeah. like he he definitely was not hundred percent last year playing with Zaitsev. Yeah. And now he's playing the Zub and he's he's Zub flying out had there. a fantastic game by the way against Washington. He's had a fantastic season. Points he's like I was at the game against the Rangers, which. That's still not over that. Oh, we're gonna um, talk about that. In a second, I think. But dude, Zub's like offensive zone activation. He's getting with... yeah. <laughs> oh my god. He's getting god. confident. He's getting confident, man. Just keep building it. Like by the end. Confident he... enough to talk to the media too. That he did get that was great for him, by the way. Like he sounds good. He... I'm so happy that he he likes that when we chant the Zub chants. I found it funny that oh. <laughs> Nick. I think it was Nick Holden who was like, "Yeah, we have to explain it." And that it wasn't booing. <laughs> like it was Zub. I'm happy they wanted to someone... make sure. I think it was. I know. I'm actually. It's actually have... really good. Someone explained that to him. Yeah, I was scared. I was like, "Please, have... please don't let him think we're booing that, him. We yeah, love oh, yeah. Zub." That could have. That could have easily gotten lost in the, in translation there, or, oh, or just yeah. in the sound. Um, but yeah, Zub. Zub looked. He looked good on the podium. He looks good on the ice. Which he looks good all the time. Like, let's be real here. Do you, do you see? Did we talk about this last week with the with the Instagram? I don't think we talked. Oh, maybe we mentioned it. I don't know, but I'm yeah. So, Artem Zub's Instagram account is not Artem Zub, and it's gone. It Fetch. was. I thought it was Artem Zub. Like, so here's the thing. Everybody thought it was Zub. The thing, even that, some of I, his teammates. No, I know. Like Branstrom <laughs> followed that account, and so I feel bad for Branstrom. By the way, tough balance. But so. The one that said, at first I was quite skeptical when I followed it. I was like, hmm, like, what are the odds? Like, how have I not seen this before? It's not even verified. He posted, like, a baby picture of 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 Zub. So I'm like, who else could possibly have access to that mm-hmm. except for Artem Zub? Like, why would you, like, how would you even find that? Like, that's got to be him. Of course that's him. He posted a baby picture of himself. No one else has Artem Zub baby pictures. I'm sorry. It's just, there's no way. And so we yeah. post, I'm like, that's him. It's Artem Zub. And then when he did the Instagram live, after he, you know, when when did he do the, it was on his birthday, he did the Instagram live, and I was like, oh, it's a, it's a misclick. Whatever. That was so on-brand Zub to just accidentally start an Instagram live on his birthday. Like, I know. I hope he gets a, I hope he gets an Instagram one day, like an actual one. I'd follow yeah. it. A and lot of people would follow I, it. It seems like he got those pictures, like a lot of them from his, from Zub's wife's Instagram. Oh, I guess. really? Which oh. that surfaced not too long ago. I think that happened like right before, like a couple that. days before, which might have led to the discovery that it was fake. Man. Oh, so. wow. Tough bastards. I wonder if Zub knew what was going on. No way. Right? Well, but, so why did it get taken down? Did he report it? But he doesn't even have an Instagram account. How could he report it? It's I a don't very think big, Zub would really mystery, care. Man. This is like a case study. Yeah, this is a full-on mystery. Like, God. Oh, I mean, I know who was it. It was like Ian Mendez and Kyle Vakoskis who, who dug, dug it up. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Sen's Twitter exploded. Like, Ian Mendez is like, you know, me and Kyle Vakoskis just found out that, you know, the Instagram has been deleted. We're working on it. And everyone's like, oh, my God. 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 Like, everyone's going crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. But, uh, oh, well. Good. Zub, Zub knows how – the role that he plays in the fan base, I think. He, yeah. he doesn't need an Instagram. But if he were to get an Instagram, I'd follow it. No doubt. Oh, I, everybody would. God. Yeah. Top tier content. Probably would just be yeah. like me and just not post anything. Oh, well. I mean, at least you're there. You exist on in the void of the internet. True. Um, as much as we'd love to talk about Zoob all day, I don't think we can. So no. let's talk about how the Sens have been doing here. They're two and four. 
But, you know, two and four is not a good record, but they've played better than their record suggests, I think, yeah. for the most part. And I think that's important. They'll get, like, you know, regression, whatever. Maybe they'll get those wins back. But they're they're showing signs of life, of improve, like, general, like, actual improvement for the first time in years, right? Like, well, yes. besides the end of last year, like, for a beginning of the season, yeah. this is great. We should talk about the Rangers game a bit. Because, so they played the Sharks, they lost to the Sharks, whatever, they should have won. Then they play the Rangers. And, man, they played well in that game. Oh my goodness, I didn't even know what team I was watching. Nick Paul scores right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. They got a goal in the third to make it 2 nothing. Yeah, like, yes. that, that should not have gone in. <laughs> oh no, no God. chance, but I don't care. Like, they should have scored way more before that. They deserved after. a couple. Shosturkin was fantastic for the Rangers that game. He's wasn't No, that was, that was Georgiev, wasn't it? Oh, was it Georgiev? Yeah. Well, okay, he was good. Besides except for the, the except for the softies. one goal, yeah, yeah, but he kept he kept them in that game like mm-hmm. for a while. And then, so let's go through the sequence of events of that Rangers game. Sends are up two nothing. There's about what is six minutes left. Nick Paul fights a guy, and listen, like you, I I love Nick Paul. I love Nick Paul so much. He is so good, and everybody likes Nick Paul. It was quite stupid to fight in that situation. Like that seems yeah. like a What refu- instigated it again? I have no idea. He was just on the near the bench with a I forget you. I don't even know who the Rangers player was, but he was just on the bench with a with a guy like near the bench and they were just like, "Yeah, we're going." It's like, "What? Really?" <laughs> like I I just don't think that's smart at all in given the game situation. Like you're letting them no. back in. Especially with them being like one of our shutdown players. Yeah, which yeah, he's DJ a emphasized killer. heavily afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was quite stupid. And then Tim Stutzel in the neutral zone, taking a rush, blows by the defenseman at the blue line, and he gets tripped. And he says, oh, great. It's a penalty. It's a penalty for the Rangers. <laughs> but ref not goes, just one. <laughs> ref, ref goes to the line. He's like, uh, New York, uh, I don't know what the number one's that's uh, doing, tripping, and then well, Ottawa. Actually, I, I was there. What he did, he immediately pointed at both. He did was he really? so, oh, he was excited. Oh, like, I was just pumped for the penalty, I guess. I, I didn't even look at it like he No. Oh, it's, and like then he t- went so Stutzel, Stutzel gets a, a dive on that play, which, so that was the arc, it's, it is objectively, I know you're, people will say, oh, sense fans bias. Watch the video. There's You yeah. cannot in any universe call that a dive. The argument that people are making is that Stutzel dove a bit on an I think it was an interference call earlier in the game. Uh no, that was sorry, no, that was the Capitals game a couple of days ago. It was No, the, no, no. There but but he they, he drew a penalty earlier in the Rangers game. He drew two before. And yeah, the one that people are pointing to is when he got I think they called it holding on Condre Miller sure. when he had a uh, yeah. half breakaway. And he did go down a little easy. Sure. But the thing is, Stutz has always had issues with just staying on his feet. Mm-hmm. Just the way he skates and trying to protect pucks. He has been better this year. But yeah, that was... He, it's just like... Yeah. So if you want to... So, okay, as a ref, making it personal seems quite unprofessional. Because, yeah. like, you look at... it. Let's say, let, let's say Stutzel doesn't draw that holding penalty earlier in the game. Let's say it just never happened. Dead play didn't even happen. Do you really think they're going to call him for a dive on that trip? No, no way, right? Like, no. it's two independent events, and they, okay, maybe you make the argument, maybe you missed the, the call on the first one. Sure. The second call, like, call call the game. 
what are you doing? Like, you, you cannot call him for that. NHL game Madden bit at his finest. Literally. It's, so then yeah. the Rangers, you know, they score, and then Murray gets hurt on the goal by Kreider, which is so that I'll give it. That's not really Kreider's fault. No, he tried to move out of the way. That yeah. was fine. What was awful though was well, what he we'll did get, later. Yeah. But we'll yeah. We'll get to exactly. that. So Kreider scores. Of course he scores. Murray goes down immediately. Like, oh, are you kidding me? Goes down the tunnel. The neck, right? But he'll he'll be on the road the trip coming up. Yeah, coming up this week, which is fun. My thing about that, I feel bad for him, obviously, but, like, he's got to, like, at some point, this kid's got to stay healthy. Like, enough is enough here. Like, I, I'm, like, Getting how PTSD has he... flashbacks to Logan Brown. But, uh, like, in in his, what, what, like, year and a half-ish that he's been here, has he strung together, like, five games? Maybe the beginning of the year? Yeah, yeah, definitely beginning of last year. But then, year. then he gets injured, then he comes back for a few, and then he gets injured. The problem is he was so good that game. Like, he was making I know, saves left it, and right? right. He wasn't... He was, beaten until that play people were so excited to see him do well like they needed that he needed yep. that so so bad we're like finally let's go like this is it sends have a chance and then he goes down he goes forsberg came in and, and crapped his pants let's be honest but it's not his and fault it, yeah it was a little uncharacteristic of forsberg just because he had been elite so far that season and yeah yep. it's hard to come in cold into yep. that late into a game yep. when you're down or and when they have all the momentum up. They have exactly. all the momentum on the other side. I don't blame him for that game one bit. No, me neither. You would like you'd like a save, but I mean, come on, like that's a mm-hmm. tough spot. And the Rangers score again, and then they score a third time, and they win. Um, but yeah. the Sens are pressing in the final minute here, and, and Kreider destroys Josh Norris in the boards. They called it. They called boarding. Um, it minutes. was not a great hit, but you know, funny enough, it wasn't even the worst boarding call that has gone against the set like, uh, like when they were, okay rest the rangers game they lose whatever they should have won bad call what are you gonna do move, move on. on to the next yeah. game, right you're gonna go washington on monday night i was at that game what a game to go to 12 goals um yeah so four two hat tricks yeah two one two goal almost game. three almost yeah. almost three forsberg was was garbage and got pulled yeah like he, he was he was he was not good i missed the beginning of the game because i was coming back from the floss and kachucks game oh yeah it was a t- but, it was a loss for us wasn't it uh i mean we, we played fine we came yeah. back we almost won but oh well, oh, well. next time yeah. regular season it's preseason yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. regular season um but yeah so the forsberg gets the yank gustafson came in and, and for the rest of the game i mean i know like he let in three other goals but he was I didn't think he was that bad. Gustafson, like the three goals were a no. breakaway, off his defenseman skate, and then like a I don't even know what the other one was. An Ovechkin Ovechkin shot from the high circle. Like no one's saving that. Yeah, no chance. So Gustafson will give him a pass. Josh Brown was horrendous in that game. Zaitsev was horrendous in that game, visually at least. Um the the worst play of the game happened in the corner of the D zone. Nick Paul's going, to, or maybe it was the Ozone, I don't know. Nick Paul's going in to get a puck, and in comes 300-pound Alex Ovechkin, ripping down Main Street, no breaks, pounds him right in the numbers, into the boards, his face crushed against the glass. Yeah, from a solid distance, from the like from the perfect boarding yeah. distance from you the board. You could have called charging, you could have called boarding, you could have called... I don't know, a suspension. Checking from behind? Yeah, sure. And you know, that definitely boarding. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. 
So the whole arena goes, like, wow, what's going on? The ref, the ref is right there. <laughs> the ref is quite literally Looking seven feet away. at it. He is, like, dead staring right at the play happen. Snuffs his nose, skates around. Paul's like, what? The whole arena, I, I, man, that was tough to watch. And then Ovechkin scores two goals in that game. Yeah, with, with his first one being the shift right after. Yeah, literally. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, no. the Sens, uh... What I found stupid is just, it's so inconsistent. You look, did you see what happened in the Vegas-Colorado game yesterday? Where Jack no. Johnson got ejected for an interference penalty, which was pretty much literally just, like, a hit on Keegan Colesar, who didn't have the puck. Hmm. I didn't see that. It was no. it was awful. Oh, I, and then you have Brady and Tom Wilson getting tossed for yeah, the, talking to that? each other at the bench and having so like, the odd. slightest tussle. I, I think both players were a little bit like, what the hell? You know yeah, what I mean? Like and that at, and at, that, at that stage of the game, I think Washington probably takes that trade off. Oh, They're 100%. Up, and yeah. Ottawa's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's our net front guy right there. Like, that's who's going to score these goals for us to tie the game. And he's gone. Um. Anyway, it, it's the, stupid. the Sens get unlucky in these two games, but they played, you know, they played, I thought they played well, especially in the Rangers game. The Caps game was a bit of a crapshoot for the first period, but after that, I thought they really bounced back and did well. Um, and at some point, like, yeah, it's a bad miss calls. It's frustrating, but that's not going to happen every game. And they will win a few here if they keep playing like that. Right. I mean, like, every game has been close, right? Like, yep. The yep, worst 100%. they've, like, even our... I mean, obviously they're wins, but like their losses, they haven't lost by more than two. No, nope. no, nope. there's. I don't think there's been any reason to panic yet at all. Like there's nope. been no no reason to get down been on fighting them. injuries too. Like oh man, like they're the odds are have been stacked against them here for for the for these last few games. And I, I thought they they. I mean, they were down four one in, in the Washington game, and they came back and and tied it. Yeah, like, that was nuts by Batherson. Like cr- obviously oh, Batherson the hat trick, by the way. The, the second goal was just like oh, was, impeccable. Yeah. That's gross. Wow. Yeah, it was gross. Um, so yeah. I'm convinced now, just before we move on, I'm convinced that my my Sens SNES jersey that I got out of Value Village like some point last year is cursed. Just don't wear it anymore. Absolutely. I can't anymore, but what am I going to wear? My like Heritage Classic sure. Hoffman jersey? Oh, oh, well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, it's a jersey. What are you going to do? Yeah, I need to get my Zoob uh, away. Zoob jersey. jersey. Yeah, a lot of people have been looking for those. I, I would, I'd split a Zoob jersey with you. <laughs> rotate days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like custody of a child. Like, I'll take it on Monday. I'll take it one week, take it the next week, we split weekends. I'll take it on days that the Sens play, and then you okay, take it yeah. on days All that right. the Sens I'm taking, don't. I'll, we'll, we'll see in court for that one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. If only there was a sale on some of those, yeah. man. God, Maybe that'll expensive. happen eventually. Who knows? Batherson hat trick, good for him. Ah, oh, that was cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's the Sands. It's always a little bit, a little bit wild, a little bit rowdy. Mm-hmm. They'll get back into it. They'll win a couple games. Attendance has been going up, which is nice. I don't want to get into that, but no, they had, they had a higher attendance that the Devils, I think, the other day. Yeah. The only thing that I'm gonna say about attendance right now, it's down around the league. It's not an Ottawa thing. It's yeah. MSG at 13k, Buffalo's at seven. Like, let's take a chill pill here. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's fine. Brandstrom changed his agent earlier. Um, is do you think these guys traded or no? Straight up. No. Okay. I think I'm just getting that vibe because his agent posted a fan cam of him. Yeah. When yeah he that was fucking over. awesome, by the way. That, that was, was really great. Cool. Yeah. Oh. That was that like was a, like a, like an Instagram edit almost. 
Mm-hmm. And now, cool. is it a good thing that his new agent is part of Newport Sports? You'd think oh, so. Man. Yeah. Right? Because know. they settled the Kachuk negotiations, and obviously so now they they're have... on, Now they're on great terms. Yeah, well, I mean, they better be. There's yeah. Josh Norris to be signed. The, the whole economics business deal of the side of hockey, I hate. I think it's yeah. stupid. And it's part of the game. It's not going away. It's like, I hate talking about it. It's just like, oh, fuck. Like, who cares? Um, Branch Jones changes agent. He's still in the age. I took a big hit the other day from, yeah, uh, I forget was, who it was. Someone Gavin Bayreuther. Gavin Bayreuther. Who was, was he the guy who? Seattle Kraken legend? The Seattle Kraken claimed, <laughs> put him on waivers like the next day, and then Columbus just took him back. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Could have had Max Domi. But. He, he got back on waivers like earlier, like last and week. On, and went on claim and went down. It would have been so funny if Seattle claimed him. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I wish. Yeah, no, I think Bransom's fine. I like yeah. it might just be just to get a little more stability and, and say, hey, what's going on, and just get more because Newport Sports clearly they're they're very integrated into the sense structure already, and they'll they'll probably just give him more info and have a better plan. Yeah, I don't know. I, I again, I don't know what the whole situation was with just with his former agent, so I don't want to you know go too no. much into that. And no, no, it's no. boring. So <laughs> yeah, it's boring. So we'll move on. Exactly. Um, the 67s, man. Their season's in full swing. And what a week. What is Oof. going on with the 67s right now? Uh, first road trip of the year for them. And, uh, Louis, can you please walk us through what on earth happened in Oshawa, please? Oh, only the best game ever. I mean, God. Well, for the first little bit, it was the worst. God, yeah. that sucked. At the beginning, it's just there was no life at all. I mean, they were playing fine, but it just wasn't really, they weren't really playing like themselves. Like they had shown like that they were very, like a fairly young team that was still capable of like dominating in Mm -hmm. weeks prior. And then they marched into Oshawa after, although to be fair, that was, that was the Sunday, right? I think so. They had played Friday night in Mississauga and got dumped on. Yeah. Um, I missed that game. Thank God. (laughs) Um, And then the, they played on cbc natu- national broadcast against right? barry against barry yeah. who's that's a very good barry team they have yeah. i think they have ethan cardwell um they have oscar Olison, who's been popping off there and they have brant clark they have brant clark exactly so it's a very strong team that should go far and ottawa made quick work of them like the yeah. shots obviously show that barry dominated a little more but is it a shutout cranley popped off <laughs> we like, we have a saying on this on this podcast with will with will cranley and he cran and he will. And he cran and he did in that game. He was fantastic with the shutout. We'll be using that a lot. I never expected this from Cranley. Just because no. of the way he played. Obviously, that was two years ago. But just he seemed like such a reflex and um, recovery-based goalie. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not a goalie expert. No one and, is. And it's, well, I mean, sure. <laughs> it's kind of fair. But because goalies are voodoo, as we like to say. But I don't know. He's just... He's been super poised in that. His positioning has been so much better. His reflexes have improved, and he stole us that win. Yeah. And yeah, no, they they look great. Uh, they look great in Barry. Then they come into Oshawa. It's a tired team. They've been they've been traveling for three yep. straight days. They've played in three straight days, and you'd think, especially in the third, they'd be drained. They're down three nothing. <laughs> yeah. And then what? <laughs> and then they just out of nowhere just started scoring on every they hadn't shot 
they hadn't gotten a single shot on goal the entire period. And then actually first Rohrer and Beck have been absolutely destroying Unreal. over the last weekend. Like, yeah. I don't know if you saw that goal against I did. Barry. The passing play. That was insane. That was, that was crazy. That was honestly crazy. But yeah. And then you, you have Beck. Did Beck score the first goal? I think he did. Right. He, he started the, yep, I think he so. started the comeback against Oshawa. And then you got, um, Guy to Mac, I believe, scored the next one. Um, this is all off the top of my head, so it may be wrong. <laughs> no, well. <laughs> but then, and then I think Dylan Robinson scored the next, which is nice because he's finally he back came from back. suspension. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's He's yeah. been with the team a long time, but he hasn't played much because when they got him in 2019-20, he got injured. And then yes, just as he came right. back, he played like one or two games. Season got shut down. And then entire season didn't happen. And then finally plays the first game against Kingston this season. And he gets suspended. Suspended. So he's finally back. He scores. And this this all happens in less than a minute. They tie the game yeah. in less than a minute. And yeah. then like a minute and a half to two minutes after that, Matthew Mayich takes a weird shot. Yeah. That goes off the defenseman and like goal. arcs over the goalie and in for his yep. first OHL goal. And I've liked Mayich so far. Mm-hmm. Should, if I was making the deep pairs, he'd definitely be in the starting starting six. Right. Um, along with probably Matir uh Sawyer Constantini and then one of Sirman or Smythe I haven't sure. been a big fan of Gilshin so far just his puck management hasn't been very good and his passing has not has not been stellar like he gets his passes get picked off all the time or he accidentally ices it and his general defensive zone coverage hasn't been really good either where he loses his man or gets kind of lost in the play a lot so I'd like to right. see a little more from him but yeah no Mayish does that and I was like oh my god we're going to win. And then Gil Shane loses his man in front of the net on a rebound with like yeah. a minute left. And yeah, the, the general score and it goes to overtime, but we have a power play. Nothing happens. Ty Tulio almost ends it in overtime on a breakaway. And it goes to shootout. And Brendan Sirzotti, who's a healthy scratch the night before, <laughs> gets an absolutely nasty uh, yeah. shootout winner. So yep. crazy game, crazy, crazy yep. game. Uh, That's a real care. As a, in a sense, in sense terms, that is a character win. I thought right? you were gonna say that was a pesky effort. Okay, well, sure. You want to say that pesky effort instead of character? Win? I don't know. Character's a sense word. It's just, that's your favorite agree. word. It's just yeah. It's just the sense are known for being I don't know pesky. I that guess. that was what five years ago. Six? Yeah, but people still bring it up. I mean, sure. it's I agree. It's very outdated. Okay, that's. We, that is an interesting debate. What is what is a more sense-encompassing word, pesky or, or character? Oh, now it's definitely character. 100%. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I just, but I, yeah. I agree that pesky had its time. Mm-hmm. It had yeah. its time. It served its purpose. Um, but back Agreed. to 67 is a great win for them. That's huge. Um, yeah. And, and Jack Beck, like, I don't know if we have any Calgary Flames fans listening to this podcast, but that is, is we looking do. like... We do. We know this. We have, like, Calgary's like our fifth best performing yeah, city. Which is hilarious, but Jack Beck, man, he looks like a value pick. What did they get him sixth round? Like, yeah, way to take a flyer. He has been great. It's a goal this per year. game this season. Yeah, twelve That's points. That's not sustainable, but it's cool. Uh, and he's only going up. So yeah, he's shooting nice, like thirty-five nice percent, I think, this, this season. Is, yep. If we're playing EASHL, that's pretty sustainable. If you, if anything, that's like you're gonna regress even higher. Yeah, literally. Let's, let's be honest. God. I mean, especially human bullies. But anyway. Um, True. so the Louie was, was talking to me about this before the Kia top 10 CHL rankings came out 
-hmm. today or yesterday? Yesterday? Today. 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 The Ottawa 67s were not in the top 10, but they received an honorable mention. An honorable mention on the entire CHL. That's pretty cool, right? No one expected them to be there. Yeah. So. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, it's funny because I was talking with my dad, like, the last game I went to, um, and we were talking about how do we think they're ever going to be on the, in the top 10 at any point in the season? And he's like, no chance. Like, I don't know, man, this team's, this team's kind of nice with it. Like nobody knew what to expect with them because they were all like newcomers or fairly young or import picks that nobody really heard of. Roar. Roar even too, right? But they've, they've been doing very well. And if they can win, like they, do they only play two this weekend? I know they play Friday and Saturday against Kingston. I don't think they play on Sunday. Not at home, anyway. Oh, you would know. You would know okay. better than me. Well, they they definitely play Friday and Saturday against Kingston. And hey, if they beat Kingston in both of those games, that would who, be unreal. Kingston's ranked tenth. You swap them. You totally have definitely. to swap them. Yep. Like they they should they should be up there and. Yep. They'll they'll make they'll do more damage than people expected. That's for sure. Listen, we said this at the like this was a few episodes ago. Like they're gonna be fun. That's what we said. They're gonna be very fun to watch. And they have absolutely been fun to watch. They've been winning. It's been it's a great vibe right now around them. Um, and and that game, I think you mentioned it too. That game against uh, that game against Barry was nationally televised, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Like people are. It'll be, it'll be nationally notes. televised on Friday night on TSN too. Against Kingston, yeah. That yeah. that's going to be huge. That's because a lot of people will tune in for Shane, right? Exactly. And if they can spoil the party there a bit, that's going to go a long way. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, before we before we move on, um, a couple of you know we talked a bit about the the defensemen, um, but up front, uh, what did you think of of Pinelli and Barlas who who made their debuts over last weekend's stretch of games? Well, off the off the bat of the season, I like right on at the beginning, I was surprised Pinelli wasn't in the starting lineup because like, he had a great preseason, right? He was one of our best players, like yep. point, and so he finally drew in. He started off on the fourth line with uh with brad gardner and stephen laform who both ended up being scratches later later in the weekend that just passed for their games but Pinelli moved up the lineup and he's now i guess i guess you say cameron doesn't really have first second and third lines like they're just labeled that way on the score sheet right but when you look at offensive talent and potential that's definitely the first line with Pinelli, with roarer and beck and that line has just been getting better and better every game like Obviously, yeah. we've mentioned the Roar and Beck connection. That's been just exquisite. But yeah. Pinelli's really gotten himself involved into the play there. His his vision is great. He's very underrated physically, and he'll, you know, dive under players like Marco Rossi used to do to like <laughs> yeah. get leverage on the puck. Or yeah, uh, he he's had a very solid impact. His vision and playmaking have really shown, and he's just got great awareness anywhere anywhere he is on the ice. And Barlas was played in a little bit of a more sheltered role. He kind of took over what LaForme was doing with just mm-hmm. basically being fourth line C kind of blending in. And he took a bad penalty against uh, right. against the generals. I think it may have been a trip, which led to their third goal. But hey, if that doesn't happen, maybe we don't come back. So hopefully we'll <laughs> yeah, get to exactly. see more of it's him. It's all for the, for the culture. Yeah, for the- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully we do get to see more of him. Like he, he was picked higher than Penelope. He was picked 12th overall. That's right. And in, in the draft, and he's from Ottawa. He's he's still got more offensive upside than he showed. That's for sure. So maybe yep. he'll move up the lineup. I don't really see it that much this season with how well the lines have been doing. 
Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, if they go on a slump here and they need to change, or something. if there's any injuries, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, and it's important to, know, to see it, but yeah, like like these guys are young, man. The the Barless and Finale, like they'll be here for at least another year or two. So you, you give them mm-hmm. their, like let them be, let them breathe, yeah. uh, and see what you can get. But but definitely a really good weekend for the 67s, and they're looking like they're going to be very fun and maybe even very good for this rest of the year. So they're definitely worth a watch. Hey, on that national TV game Friday, like watch it. Do it. I mean, they're technically second in the league in points right now. If that's not enough for you to watch that game, holy, I don't know, man. Something wrong with you. Only but. behind the undefeated London Knights, which, of course, Ben Roger. Ben Roger carrying them to victory. Get down and bark like a dog, Ben <laughs> Roger. <laughs> yeah. He posted, so for those who don't know what that means, he posted a picture, Ben Roger, on Instagram. It was a picture of him sliding to break up a two on one, and the goalie was, was in the background. And his caption, Ben Roger's caption, was get down and bark like a dog. Is what Ben Rogers' caption was. So everyone's like, what, what is that? What are you <laughs> like, talking about? Is that like that's a weird inside joke, surely? But <sighs> anyway, Ben Roger, man, for the for you know for the content, bark like a dog. We'll see. I don't know, Ben Roger. I don't. Does, does London ever play in Ottawa? I don't think so. No, no, they don't play anyone in the Western Conference. Tough bounce. I know that means they're playing like Oshawa, who's still decent. They're playing Kingston so a bunch. often. Marilinan, though, he'll be here. Yeah, but they're so good. <laughs> Like, <laughs> they have Wright, they have R. Curry, they have, um... Is Zade Wisdom still there? I think so. Oh, no, no, he's definitely AHL by now, because he played, like, a full AHL season last year, so he's eligible oh. to return there. Um, But, yeah, oh, no, they have Paul Ludwinski, that's who I'm thinking of. Sure. And they might still have Chromiak. Yes, so they, I think they, they might. It's, that is a, that's a difficult team to beat, man. They have a and lot And they're of playing 67's Friday night, national TV. It's gonna be and Saturday, game. maybe on Rogers TV. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Um, we'll move on here, but before we end the episode, we have to get to this. This is like our weekly thing yes. of the, the Jack Eichel extravaganza, we're going to call it. <laughs> We'd love to get riled up about this. It's... In the latest developments, the Jack Eichel extravaganza, this is from Elliot Friedman, so you know it's legit, says yes. that if, so he said this, what, four days ago, maybe three, four days ago, mm-hmm. in the next one or two weeks, if Eichel is not traded, he may decide to file a grievance. So... We are in, like, really uncharted territory here with this Buffalo thing. I'm laughing, but in life, I do really feel bad for him. Like, yes, yeah. But, but I mean, trade talks are, let's air quote, huge air quotes, heating up with Vegas, Calgary, maybe. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Who's Calgary? What is that going to be? Like, Sari, Peltier? Like, maybe? Balamaki? Sure. But, like, what Vegas's thing is what? They don't, like... They want to pair with Peyton Krebs. Like, I don't understand what, what the hesitancy yeah. is there. Peyton Krebs is okay. He's not Jack I'm, Eichel. I, I'm high on Krebs, and yeah, yeah. He, definitely, if you can get Eichel, especially with their situation, like, they have Chandler Stevenson currently playing first-line center, and mm-hmm. that's one thing that we've seen. Um, I think Patrick Bacon posted a pretty good uh, chart explaining this, but if you just look at his at his games without Patrick and Stone... Like his impact has dropped like a yeah, pretty significant great. amount, I and even looking well. at the eye test, he definitely looks. It, it it's just apparent that those guys were boosting him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree, and I hope that this gets done. I really I I would like to see Jack Eichel go to Vegas. I don't like, hate I don't care hate me whatever. I want to see him go to a good team. Like he earned it. 
he's gone. He's paid his dues. At this man. point, I just want him to go somewhere. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. like Vegas, but it's better than Buffalo. I mean, hey, I mean, they're I having a good blast team. right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I say go to a good team. Calgary's looking good, dude. Yeah. Like, they're, somehow. They have the exact same record as Buffalo. Look at that. Yeah, the two powerhouses. Who would <laughs> would he really be going to a better team then? I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Buffalo's, what, tied for seventh in the league, while yep. Vegas is... Like Something. bottom five. Yeah, they're not doing great. Tied That's why Colorado. the beginning of the season is stupid. Nobody should pay attention. But <sighs> unless it comes to the Habs, then, yes, then, then they're obviously we, staying. We, then we laugh at them, and it's funny. But yes. one funny Flames note: our good old friend Eric Branson is there, and the first like I don't know if he's still going, but my friend who's a Flames fan sent me this. He's unreal there. He's like ridiculous. Like he was the 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 team leader in expected goals, I think, for a while in the first couple games. Like. He was just, demo- like, he was going beast mode. Eric Branson, man, like, for, he was going Norris caliber. I don't know how he's done in the last couple of games. I haven't checked. But maybe he found a found a home. Like, good for him. Who knows? But I'm trying to pull it up right now, but I'm, like, I'm pretty sure he's still cruising at, like, the he? top of the league in terms of expected goal share. That's unreal. It's Who's honestly his partner? Valimaki? That's a good question. Is it Chris Tanev? Because that would make sense. Chris Tanev. I thought Tanev played with Anderson. Oh, he may. Yeah, I honestly, I'm not the the right person to ask since I don't watch enough Calgary games. But maybe we'll have to have a Calgary we, guest on to talk about. We, we were Trans- talking about this beforehand. I'm I'm like working on a product of my own, and usually my indicator to look at if a player is performing poorly as they should or not, and if the model is working, I look at like the McDavid's and all that stuff. And then I, for the other end of the spectrum, I usually look at good brands. You're gonna have to change that. <laughs> Clearly, I mean, yeah. God, if if he continues popping off like this, I mean, yeah, gonna, gonna have to make some modifications. Yeah, I mean, Eichel, man, get it done for for like Buffalo. Listen to me, I know you're listening, Buffalo. <laughs> I Kevin Adams, I know you're a listener of this podcast. I don't know. I think he's too busy celebrating the start of the season. Yeah, we'll give we'll give him a pass on on maybe the last couple of weeks, but get get it done, brother. Yeah, get her going. You've never really seen anything like this before no, like i don't crazy. remember i mean yeah no like we i guess the closest you can really call it being to would be like when an rfa holds up for a full season and yeah even that hasn't happened since like the, it's such a different dynamic too like yeah because this, this is, is like, like ethical uh, yeah. boundaries are being crossed like in rfa she's like oh he's kind of being a bit of a dick like he doesn't want to play here but like this is like oh my god like what are we even talking about this is like a kid this is like a philosophical ethical case study yeah. that will be looked at maybe by medical and, and josh josh like explained it very well during like that one episode i don't remember which one it was but when he talked about like how the fallback surgery is literally the one that the yeah. sapers like are yeah. want to have done like so. what is the point here what are we even doing buffalo come on you got everything going right for you right now just take this cloud off your head and you're you're cruising playoff spot yeah i i don't get it like it's well, I mean, obviously that doesn't make sense, but then the teams that just don't want to part with, obviously, Krebs. Yeah. I'm like, it's, I mean, it's I'm sure baffling. Zary and Peltier are good, but like, let's go with Calgary. Like, make your move. You guys, <laughs> who, they, Calgary has the been, team? Calgary has been so mid for so many years. Yeah. Like, do something. Please, God. Like, this is your chance. I, if I'm Calgary, I'm all over it. The thing Trade is, they're probably prospects. focused on re signing Goudreau right now. Well, the thing that's going to entice Goudreau to stay. So you got gets to play with Eichel. Yeah, I got, no, you'll have to true. move. You'll have to move money out, whatever. But like they just got Blake Coleman here for six years. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a player. 
who is making a commitment to your team. And he's not Jack Eichel, but it's something. Who's their goalie right now? Is it Markstrom? Oh yeah, right. And and Vladar's backing up, right? Yeah, I think Markstrom has been been good this year. Okay, that's nice because he cause he had a little bit of a down year last year. Yeah, he was year, right? not as good last year, but yeah. what do I know? Um, exactly. So yeah, we'll see how that shakes down with Eichel. Um, the Sens play again Friday, and then they're on a big road trip. I think this is a big road month for them. I think so. We'll see how that goes. They haven't played on the road a lot. They're in Dallas first time they've been in America in a while. Yeah, we so, get to play Dallas again. Like what? And then we're that? done. No more Dallas, like, <laughs> which is I don't know, cool I guess. But uh, see if we can get the season sweep there. That'll be cool. Dylan Gambrell um, is going to help us do that for sure. Yes, Dylan. Hey man, Dylan Gambrell revenge tour. Wait until we play the Sharks. He's going oh. off. Man, yeah, get, that's gonna get be the revenge. There, it's not gonna be Carlson, Dolan, and Balsters. <laughs> oh boy. Well, uh, yeah, Sen 67's cruising. Eichel not so cruising, but we'll see. And uh, that will be all for us. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. It's always a blast to have you here listening. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Take care, everyone.